I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this movie film podcast spectacular with myself, Gareth Morgan, and Ori here to talk about everything that we have in terms of Netflix right now in, in, the, in the streaming world, because 2020 has been strange, hasn't it? There's been not really many massive tempo releases in the cinemas, obviously because of the global situation that we have right now. But in terms of things that have been released online, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, there's been an awful lot because we've all been at home watching our televisions and we've needed some new stuff to sink our teeth into. So... We've got a few that we want to talk about, a few, let's say, maybe hidden gems, maybe not so hidden, just stuff that we want you to watch and maybe uncover during maybe the closing stages of this year going into next year. So, Ori, why don't you take us away? What, what's the first thing or first feature that you'd, you'd recommend from your time in this crazy 2020 landscape? So before I even tell you those, there are some that I know that I need to watch because I have a list of them of ones that I've had before even doing this episode that I've said I need to find time to sit down and watch. But I, I've been doing the, the TV show thing. But there's some great right. movies. Yeah, I've been, I've been the person that's been catching up on series. But there are some great movies on, uh, on these streaming platforms, exclusive to them as well, that I need to find time and sit down and watch. But the ones I did get a chance to catch up on, we'll start with, let's go with the one that kind of just made it into 2020, and that was Six Underground. Now, to, I, I mean, full disclosure, it came out in the middle of December 2019, but it didn't get its real big boost and its real kind of attention until maybe middle of January after the Christmas season. And that was uh, Six Underground starring Ryan Reynolds as Corey Hawkins from um, Straight Outta Compton, uh, Ben Hardy, who played Angel in... Um, in uh, the, the the amazing last stand. Uh, not yeah. the last stand it was was it last no it was uh, apocalypse he played apocalypse. angel in apocalypse yeah. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. Else. I forget there was two angels there wasn't there so yeah he was an uh, angel in apocalypse um Menelie Laurent who is um amazing French actress you remember her from now you see me um, it's got a great cast of people. Even Dave Franco's in there. Uh, I don't want to say too much about his character because I feel if I, if I say too much, I might spoil something to do with his character. However, um, it's a bunch, It's a team of uh, special skilled agents in their own field. Some of them are great, are good at tech. Some of them are good at just straight up killing enemies. But they're all presumed dead. They've joined up as a team, and they their whole mission is to take out people in the world who. Do that would do wrong for the world so if there's massive terrorist organizations they go kind of undercover and take them out 
directed by Michael Bay. It's very mm-hmm. Michael Bay-esque. So, you know, swinging camera angles all around the place and loads of sky shots and slow motion explosions. If you threw a Transformer in there, you'd be able to see, you'd be able to just think, yeah, this movie makes sense. It's very much Michael Bay. Kind of meets, I want to say Crank, just with some of the speed and intensity right. of some of the action films, uh, action scenes in there. So, yeah, it's, it's a good film. I'm not going to say it's uh, the best on the list of even mine or your list, but it's an enjoyable film because who doesn't like seeing Ryan Reynolds crack a few jokes every now and then and, um, yeah, just be his charming, interactive character with all the cast that he is, uh, with all of his jokes. And there's a, there's a part of you that kind of wants him to break the fourth wall purely mm. because of what we're used to seeing him as Deadpool. I'd say watch it as a as a relaxing, kind of chilled out, I could do with an action movie with a few jokes, uh, try and ignore one or two of the continuity errors that I picked up straight away. It always stand out at you, don't they, Gareth? When you see like a, a mirror that's broken on a car and then in the next scene, that same wing mirror is still there. It's little things that do pop out at you. Ignore those. And it's a good kind of go in there, fast and furious level of, of action, explosive film. Yeah, it's got a bit of heart to it. Not the best on the list, but it definitely is something worth giving a watch. And that's, that's something I've I've not actually seen yet. I've not actually jumped into this world of Ryan Reynolds being the action superstar post Deadpool, yeah. which I'm fully here for. I'm all here for the Renaissance. Renaissance that is happening right now uh, with this kind of like yeah the the action superstar flicks that he could do now and yeah. just blending his, his charisma, his natural charisma that he's finally they're letting him off the leash just to do his own thing. I, I'm here for that, so I'm probably going to check that one out. I've still not actually seen it yet. It's on my list. Uh, but the first one I want to talk about, again, from Netflix, a Netflix original, is a film that I watched. I watched recently. I watched this weekend. I watched Mank, which is directed by David Fincher. Okay. And it is the story. I'm going to read off a little bit of the synopsis now because I don't want to butcher it too much by kind of explaining my own terms what it is. But it's a 1930s Hollywood. It's reevaluated through the eyes of scathing social critic and alcoholic screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz as he races to finish the screenplay of Citizen Kane for Orson Welles. So okay. on the tin straight away, this is pretty much like the behind the scenes of how we got to one of the most celebrated movies of all time in Citizen Kane. And Gary Oldman plays Mank in it. He is absolutely outstanding because it's it's kind of what you expect now of Gary Oldman when he's in this kind of project with this kind of talent, that kind of a director yeah. around. He's always going to produce the goods and around him, the, the supporting cast, you've got Tuppence Middleton, who plays his wife, Sarah, who's a poor Sarah throughout it, which is really upsetting as you get the, later on into the film. She just kind of gets dropped to the wayside. It, it, it's a very complicated relationship that he has with his wife because he's such a, let's say, dedicated workaholic in one sense, but then equally he just rebels against Hollywood all the way through the film. It's just it's such a cool, complex role that you see Gary Oldman's having the time of his life playing. And then with him as well, you've also got Amanda Seyfried, or Seyfried, I always forget how to pronounce it. <laughs> and uh, Lily Collins are both excellent in it as well. But for me, the first thing that really caught my eye in this film, I mean, a lot of things caught my eye, the fact that it's in black and white, it's scored brilliantly to make you feel like you are in the middle of 1930s, 40s Hollywood, proper old school. Uh, but the <laughs> the appearance of Tom Burke as Orson Welles in this okay. film, his accent what he brings Orson Welles has got one of the most recognizable voices in history not just mm. film not just radio just in history when you hear, hear his voice I'm not going to attempt to do it now but it's it's just it, he convinced people that War of the World was a real thing and the guy is just unbelievable but Tom Burke's Tom Burke actually 
he did something so unique with his voice. He didn't try to just do a cardboard copy. He just he caught the energy of Awesome Worlds and then just brought it into this world, this version, this David Fincher setting that he'd, he'd made up. And I thought it was fantastic. And there's nice. a brilliant scene between him and uh, Gary Oldman later on in the film where he just loses his S-H-I-T and it's great. <laughs> but I definitely recommend watching this one. It's, um, it's, it's a very, very different shift, let's say, from a Six Underground. Not quite the same film. But it's, yeah, different it's, energies. <laughs> that, that's the word, different energies. But for me, it's a film that you really appreciate when you watch it at home because you'll be able to pause it and really mm. go into a few little like nuggets, let's say, in in the actual uh, the, the film itself that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do in a cinema. But it is the kind of film that I would have liked to see in the cinema as well because it is so grand. It is that old school Hollywood feel. So a ah, bit of a toss up when I was watching this. I was very conflicted. See, you said it was a film that was done in black and white as well. So they've really kind of kept it true to the, what we would expect the times to be rep- represented as on film. Similar to um, uh, Schindler's List, which was yeah. easily able to be filmed in color, but they well they had little elements of it in color, but for cinematography. But they shot it in black and white to kind of represent the time that the film was based on. So I, I for me, I it would. This is bad. I say this. I would have seen it and gone, "Oh no, a black and white film," and then maybe bypassed it. But from what you're saying now, especially from hearing about what you said about Tom Burke doing a great Orson Welles, okay. I'll check it out. I'm gonna go see it for myself. I'm gonna bypass the fact that there's not much, uh, there's not much bright colors on the screen and so on. But I will give it a go if it's well acted out. And I saw Charles Dan- um, Charles dances in it as well, isn't he? Mm, or dance? I don't know how to pronounce it. it. Charles, no, no, you got, well, I'm, I'm Northern, so I say dance. I dance, yeah. Charles, Charles dance sounds a lot better. It's, um, he's very good in it as well. Like, it, it is, it's it's a strange film because it's it's anchored by that lead performance of Gary Oldman, but the ensemble yeah. just pulled away massively throughout it. That's the only way this film works, in my opinion. Nice, I'll check that out. I'll check that out. I feel bad now because I'm going to shift it right again from, Do it again. from a, such a, a quality kind of um, almost biopic film back to yeah. more explosions <laughs> uh, so, hey we, we, we've got um diversity on the show like we, when it comes to films we just we just mix it up we've got your biopics we've got your action spectaculars we do it all on this show don't we Ari? we do well this one to be fair is not as uh over the top as let's say six underground this is a more grounded one uh there was a film that came out called extraction which there was a big hoo-ha about it on social media because Chris Hemsworth plays the main character. And if anybody has ever seen Chris Hemsworth's social media, all he does is uh, he's a Jack the Lad kind of guy, makes you laugh, spends 25 hours a day in the gym making us feel like we're not working out enough. He looks fantastic. And when you see his role in Extraction, it's the same feeling. You watch him do an action film, which is not CGI-esque like he's done in The Huntsman or as, he, as he's been in... um the obvious one, Thor, in the MCU. This one's very more born. It's very more kind of born uh, identity, hard-hitting, gritty uh, action. It's, it's a, he's a gentleman who's a, he's a merc for hire. He's been hired to help rescue a kidnapped son of, a, of a, quite a prominent character in Bangladesh. And it really delves into the underworld that we may not even realize that that part of the world has or hasn't seen been represented on screen in such a way there's there's talking about drugs it's talking about uh, illegal arms sales and the use of uh, younger adults to be part of these criminal organizations and then you've got this uh this kind of americanized i can't remember if he actually has american australian accent in this one i cannot remember i think it's americanized in this one americanized kind of not super soldier, but almost untouchable, unbeatable 
serious piece of work in terms of, a, of as, a, as a mercenary comes in, just takes out so many of these criminals in this city and really, really kind of leaves his mark and stain as uh, when he's trying to rescue this kid. And it's so good. It's so well done. There's a lot more of choreo- There's a lot more choreography in this rather than CGI. In fact, I'm probably going to say that minimal CGI, you may see little bits as only touch-ups, but it's not going to be as obvious as like, like, say, green screen with an MCU film. This is Chris Hemsworth really getting into his fitness bag to make sure he looks great. He looks good as an army man. And it's really, Really, really well done. Uh, David Harbour's in there as well. We mentioned him in the last episode, didn't we, in terms of his character going into, uh, well, the MCU. We get Everyone's in the MCU, it seems. Not but uh, David Harbour's in here. He's a bit more grounded. He's not very, uh, he doesn't look like Hellboy and he doesn't look like <laughs> who he's going to be when we see him in, in Black That'd Widow. that be a hell of a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. But we, we don't see that. And then you've got many characters, many actors and actresses that I, I'll be honest, I'm not that familiar with, but are very prominent in the Bollywood movie industry. Uh, if I if I butcher these names, my absolute apologies. Um, there's the safe shi- space there. It's a safe space. No problem. There's Golshifte uh, Farani, uh, who's been... In loads and loads of films within this, within uh, Hollywood and in Bollywood as well. Pirates of the Caribbean, she's been in Extraction, what I've just said, Body of Lies, and Patterson. There are some younger actors in uh, in this film as well that I like to highlight because they've done really well for what I assume is one of their first major kind of Hollywood appearances. Uh, one of the main characters in here, who I believe is the name of the gentleman who is to be rescued, uh, he plays a character called Ovi. Uh, it's Rud. Again, I don't want to get this right because I've, yeah, I've got, go. I've, I've got, I'm going to try my best. You know what it is? I've got a name as well that when people say it, they sometimes go Auri or Aura and I have to go, no, no, it's Auri. So I always respect yeah. trying to say people's name correctly. Uh, Rudrakesh uh, J- Jaiswal, I believe, and he plays a character called Ovi, who's a young man who's going to get uh, rescued. He's been in many films, of, uh, especially within the Bollywood industry. This is his main breakout role in a film that crosses over to Hollywood. And he just stood out as one of the great characters that was in this movie. And you've got, um, again, with Chris Hemsworth being in a, in a part of the world where he isn't easily recognizable. And to be fair, he stood out as well due to, I mean, you've got many people from different backgrounds, but mainly him amongst a predominantly uh, Asian market. He stood out in the areas and he was there were people that were approaching him, wanting pictures. They wanted autographs. Some of them that were, wanted to train with him for the day. Seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff made me want to watch this film. When I watched it, I wasn't disappointed. Gritty action, great a great watch. If you get a chance to, it's one of the ones where if you, it's not light-hearted. There's not many jokes in there at all. But if you really like to see, like I said, Bourne-esque action, which just keeps going and going and going, definitely pay attention to this film it's a great one to watch sit down with you and your your partner with you and your friends have a drink have something to eat but literally you'll be there eyes glued to the screen trying to figure out how do they manage to deliver this action scene and oh that looked like it really really hurt the fight scenes in there are very good as well i'd say if you get a chance give it a good watch it's not going to be as light-hearted but you're definitely going to thoroughly enjoy it I think you sold me on this, Ori. Like, I was on the fence. I was on the fence a little bit. Because in terms of 2020, there's not been an awful lot of, like, significant action movies to the extent of what we had, like, like mm. last year, purely because of the fact that there's not been cinemas open for people to go rushing in there and, 
just munch on popcorn and switch, not necessarily switch the brains off for a little bit, but watch yeah. something because like that, because that, that's when these films tend to go down. Like in terms of this, it seems like it was always destined to land on Netflix and just be a Netflix release. So it's quite kind of an oddity in itself there. But I think it's, it's strangely benefited from the current climate because there's not been many of these action films dropping this year. It's really stood out as one of the, the, the few significant ones one of the major ones so i'm yeah. i'm disappointed in myself that i've not yet watched this because it sounds like my cup of tea because I'm, I'm really into the bond stuff i like the more gritty james bond kind of films as well and this sounds like it's it's falling more into that category it's than, a good cr- uh, yeah it's definitely like that it's not as stylish let's say as a, a six underground which still sounds really quite my cup of tea as well there's a lot of action i need to really get stuck into and i've been letting the side down here i, I will do better Ori. it will <laughs> i will do better going forward but there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The reason is I've been watching a lot of things that have been not necessarily heavier, but let's say based in, in more real life, based in, based on real life events. I've been watching uh, one, one of the one of my personal favorites this year that I've seen on Netflix was The Trial of the Chicago 7, which yeah. it seems to be a bit of a theme with what we're bringing to the table there because this is a, another stellar ensemble cast, just an absolute who's who. If you're looking through it, you've got the likes of Sasha Baron Co- um Sasha Baron Cohen. I put Corbin here for some random reason. <laughs> the, Sasha Baron Jeremy Cohen. was in this film. <laughs> no, he was not. Jeremy was not in this film. They've got um, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, uh, Matt Rylance, Eddie Redmayne, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Michael Keaton. Just just a few of them. Just a few wow, of the names that got just, just sprinkled in this cast. And it's, uh, it's all based on the infamous 1969 trial of seven defendants who were charged by the federal government with conspiracy and a few other things. And uh, it arises from the countercultural protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. So this okay. trial absolutely gripped the nation when it went down. I didn't obviously know much about it because I wasn't born at this point. Mm-hmm. So I don't know my history about, about this subject. And I was really finding it out as I was watching it, which a lot of people probably will when they're watching this kind of film on Netflix. So when you've got somebody like Aaron Sorkin, who's directing it, and he also wrote the script for this as well, you know that he's going to get that information across to an audience, but he's also going to make it a hell of a feature to watch and just keep you absolutely locked into what's going on. Because pacing-wise, 
if you've seen things like Millie's game that he did, he, he wrote the screenplay for that. I think that was an Academy Award winning screenplay, or at least nominated. If I, I can't remember precisely. It was it was a few years ago now. But okay. he absolutely excels in just rifling through, just keeping, like, not rushing to do anything, but just keeping the pace ticking over. And you're constantly like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Uh, and he just drip feed certain pieces of information. Obviously, this is based on a real story, a real trial that happened. So you can't exactly fabricate much of this. This is all... Yeah based on legit stuff but um, in the actual in terms of performances it's a 130 minute runtime film so there's a lot of lot of time for people to steal the show and in my personal opinion Sasha Baron Cohen not Cobin um as <laughs> Abby Hoffman was unbelievable in in my opinion I believe outside of all of his like Borat and uh, Ali G stuff where he just kind of throws himself into the character and just plays tricks on real people in terms of straight up performances, acting performances, I'd say this is his finest yet in my personal okay. opinion, but he plays, let's say close to like a hippie ish kind of character. who's kind of a bit of a rebel goes against the grain, just does things his own way. And in terms of the trial itself, some of the most, un- well, not unintentionally, because I can tell he's definitely trying to make people laugh, but he, he offers levity. But then at the same time, his character is so complex in a sense, because he's arguably the smartest person in the room. He just uses it when he needs to. Okay. And um, just to throw a spanner in the works on the most part and just catch you really off guard. And he's, he's excellent in the role. Then also Abdul Mateen II as Bobby Seal just breaks your heart in this film because some of the stuff he has to go through... Um, as a, a black character in this time, this this mm-hmm. time period, in this court scene, he's just, the, the prejudice that's held towards him, the racism that goes down in this court uh, th- throughout the film is just, it's heartbreaking. There's a particular scene in it that just makes you sick to your core uh, when the judge orders something to happen to uh, his character, Bobby Seale, who's, uh, I believe, is the leader of the, I, I want to say he was the leader of the Black Panthers in this um, in this. Okay. And I, I don't know if I'm completely accurate on that. I may have to brush up again. But I think that's the character that he's playing in this. And it's just absolutely disgusting what happens. But if it, it's all based on real events and it's just... That's what this film does really well. It shocks you when it needs to shock you. It needs to grip you in the reality of what went down in this event. And then it also it offers a bit of light at the end. The closing stages of this film are so moving and so inspiring after some of the harrowing stuff that we've seen beforehand. And it... It's strange that a film evolves such kind of deep, hard-hitting moments that it does leave you sat in your chair thinking, oh, there's, mm. there's hope. There's hope in this world, strangely. Do you know, I've got to check this out. I've heard, so many good, I've heard so many good things about this, and similar to what you said, I've heard parts where you're going to watch it and there's going to be some serious bits that's going to really pull at your emotions. So I'm going to, ch- I'm going to definitely check this out. It's not the easiest of years to watch films like this, I guess, because there's going to be some echoes of what many will say they see now and i think that's probably why a lot of people have there have been a lot of kind of documentaries and shows that have gone onto streaming platforms that are of this nature i mean when we heard about what was going to happen in terms of us being in a in in a situation as we are in terms of the world pandemic etc that you saw certain films come up on netflix and we're like wait hold on what I've, I've seen contagion i don't need to see it again stop trying to scare me i guess when it comes to films like this as well with the the the, the kind of the talk around the climate as to um, as to just, I'm trying to be very sensitive how I say these things. Yeah, 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 um, in terms yeah. of what we've seen with the movements um, and uh, some of the things that we've seen in terms of the campaigning across the world, to see this, especially when it comes to what you were saying about uh, one of the characters in there and maybe how he was treated, I'd love to see this film, but it'd be one of yeah. those ones I, I kind of want to see it when I, I'm already on an okay day because if it brings me down any lower, mm-hmm. I guess it's going to proper yank at my heartstrings and I'm not the person that likes that to happen. If I'm not in the it best definitely, it, it definitely 
in the moments where it needs to kind of stir you, it needs to kind of yeah. grab you by the scruff of your neck, it does that. And it, re- it really makes you respectful and appreciate just even though things are have been difficult this year it's like yeah. the progress where we've come from but it's still it's so timely when it's happened it's like wow the, the more things change the more things stay the same it's just mm. that it ends like it, 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 like to summarize it does end on a really positive kind of inspiring That's good note. To hear. stick That's with good it to hear. <laughs> like there is a moment where you just stand there and you go oh thank god there's some good in the world but yeah it's uh it's definitely harrowing at times i can't i can't sugarcoat it that's good too all right, I'm gonna I'll flip it again. I'll bring it up a little bit now. As I do another action flick. Yeah. Can you tell can you tell what kind of movies I like watching? I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? I like uh, this pro- though. A bit of variation. There you go. Project Power. Now that was a good one for me. I do love this film. I like the idea behind it. Um, Project Power starring main characters, Jamie Foxx, uh, Joseph Gordon Hewitt. Those are the two that really stood out within there. There was a young character in the um, Project Power. I I didn't even type her name down properly. I'm gonna get it up right now. Uh, she was a show, in my opinion. She was Do- really good. Dominique um Dominique Fishback as Robin. That's yeah. it. She was amazing. Now I mean they centered the film mainly around um mainly around Jamie and and Joseph. Obviously is the the big name pullers, but she did stand out with her character kind of bouncing off Jamie Fox throughout the movie, and it was just great to see their interactions. And it was one of those films where it. It's weird. It's one of those films that it, it was two stories, or not even two stories. It was one story that could be told without the main plot device and still be a great story. Main plot device being in this is that there's a, a drug that goes around. People take this drug and they have a certain set of powers for a short period of time. So rather than getting high off a drug, which gives you certain effects, maybe in terms of uh, energy or, or sluggishness or whatever the effects that narcotics give you, this gives you superpowers. And you're, you don't know what the superpowers are going to be. You take them and it could be at random. Some of them you may overdose on. And rather than you get superpowers, you actually just explode. So that's the risk in taking the drugs. But people like just as you would expect in the world where people do take narcotics, some are willing to take the risk for the high. And that's what this film is basically about. But the underlying story is um, whilst this is going on, you've got Jamie Foxx who's trying to avenge uh, a family member of his. I won't say too much. I don't want to ruin it for you. And this is where he crossed paths with this amazing, uh, with the amazing Robin in there, who is somebody who helps sell the drugs, but then also wants to come out of that industry because actually she wants to be a rapper and she's really good at it too. So this performance was amazing from her. The the ensemble that like the ensemble of their of cast that's the word how can i miss the word cast i'm gonna say the ensemble of actors and actresses the ensemble that cast, works as well yeah it, it does work it's not it wasn't it's definitely not as um in terms of highbrow in terms of the cast, the cast that you mentioned some of the movies you spoke about it's not ones where you go oh my god we're, it's a plethora of fantastic well-known academy award-winning actors and actresses but they do come together really really well especially the the relationship between joseph gordon hewitt and love it hewitt i do you know what i keep getting his name wrong Hewitt, I it? think Corbin, you're fine, buddy. You're fine. I keep, do you know, when I typed in his name earlier on, I put Gordon Love Hewitt. And I, and it actually said, no, no, what you mean is Joseph Gordon Hewitt. And like someone must have done this before. But yeah, um, you know, the, the, the chemistry between Joseph and Dominique in this is really great. The chemistry between Jamie and Dominique is good as well. And then later on, you see kind of the build up of the chemistry between Jamie and Joseph. It's a nice, it's a nice kind of, feel good film when you when you really get into dominique's character 
but then it's really really enjoyable in terms of the action anyone who likes a superhero flick anyone who likes the idea of a uh, there was a movie I was thinking about that it does compare to in terms of these characters getting their powers. Uh, it's um, not a movie, sorry, a TV program. Uh, if you've ever watched um, Black Lightning, there's kind of a season in there where you see these younger people getting powers and they're all kind of a random kind of mix of powers because of certain things that they've been injected into them to try and see what powers are great for them. It's really remnant of that, reminiscent of that, but it's a film and it's great. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's an easy watch. Uh, and yeah, there are some great heartfelt moments in there. And there's also uh, really kind of hard hitting bits where you see, even though it's an action film, you see some really loving bits when it comes to the relationship between Robin, who's Dominique's character, and let's say the relationship she has with trying to be uh, the main carer for her mum in the household. Little things like that do stand out. It makes it a great watch. Uh, if you get a chance to watch it, do so. And if you do like a bit of Jamie Foxx in there as well, being Jamie Foxx. So it's been a while since I've seen a film with Jamie in it that I've gone, that's a really good film. I think the last few has been like Ray and stuff like that, or even Collateral with Tom Cruise. This is one of those films with that kind of over, like through the night grit and Jamie's in it and it's fun. Give it a good watch. That's what I say. Yeah, big fan of uh, Project Power. I think it's a film that got a, b a bit of spotlight when it came out, but then it seems to have disappeared again, which is, mm. it deserves a bit more than that, because like you said, it's a bit of a, a flip, uh, flipped concept in terms of the superhero genre. It's not just yeah. a paint by numbers here. So I got my powers by falling into some toxic waste. It's it's mixing in that kind of narcotic scene, uh, which uh, the world is obviously... Uh, very much experiencing right now in, in modern times it's something that um yeah has, has its parallels so it's yeah I, I i really enjoyed it as well man i think it was um a great no again it's not it's not i think this is something netflix are doing quite well with the originals they're not just creating action flicks that switch your brain off just eat popcorn and just look at the explosions type of films this is a film that's it's got a lot of heart when it gets going there are times when maybe it does rely on uh just brutality at times which is, <laughs> it, that, does. it works it works a treat just shocks the hell out of you but at the core of it it's just a really good story with three characters that you care about all the way through it uh it, we're gonna try and not necessarily wrap up quickly but it's one of those things where there's an awful lot of films that have dropped on various streaming platforms and on terms of netflix uh, amazon disney plus so We'll reel off a few honourable mentions that we've also watched this year that we can't necessarily get too far into because we'd be here for the next week because it's been a long old <laughs> 2020. Uh, but a few that I want to talk about, I want to talk about um, The Five Bloods, which is brilliant. It's despite, um, Spike Lee film, that's yeah. Film. Excellent film that dropped this year. Uh, the Devil All the Time, which was uh, Antonio Campos' film, which uh, had a brilliant turn from uh, Tom Holland there, real coming-of-age performance uh, post-Spider-Man, even though he is still doing Spider-Man. But this, if this is what we've got to look forward to with Tom Holland going forward, it's, it's some great stuff. On Amazon uh, Prime, you've also got the Borat subsequent movie film, which was a big one this year. There's, there's, there's a couple already. What, what have you got? What other honourable mentions can we bring to the table? Well, my, I'm going to be so honest with you. My honourable mentions are fully based on films that actually came out before 2020. But because the streaming platform Disney Plus came out in 2020, I got to catch up on them. I loophole. Got to... Big loophole there, buddy. You're in. This is it. So everything. That means anything that came out in the 80s, the bed knobs and broomsticks, that came out whenever that came out. That came out and I saw it in 2020. I've seen it before, but I've seen it in 2020 yeah. on Disney Plus. Um, I what I did is I, ded I dedicated my time to uh, watching all the Disney Pixar films, the ones that I might have missed out. I've seen most of them. I love Disney Pixar, but there were some that I gave a miss. For example, The Good Dinosaur, I, I didn't really look into. Actually, watched it is a beautiful 
film. Storyline lacks a little bit, but it was a beautiful film to to watch in terms of the difference between like the mid nineties Pixar and where Pixar now, the level of quality, the level of um advancements they've got in their in uh, their just their, their their character designs, their CGI, even their storytelling has improved to a degree in the layers that they deliver. But Good Dinosaur just didn't have that all the way for me. Coco though, on the other hand, Coco was through the roof amazing. I, it brought me to tears. Don't want to tell you why. I don't want to give it too, give too much away. Just hear what I say when I say this. Watch Coco. It is amazing. And what's uh, Inside Out as well I got to catch up with. That is another great film. And one thing I like about Pixar is they have a lot of messages within all of their movies, which is not just ones that you see within the movie that's like, oh, that's a great message to hear and think about within the film, but actually to take outside of the film and put into your own lives as well. I mean, just even with um, Inside Out, the message is just being aware of uh, growth in terms of puberty and also your own mental health and how important that is to you. Little things like that were really, really good for me to catch up on Disney+. Uh, Plus. It is not all 2020 releases but there will be there are some i need to check out on there as well like mulan for example that came out this year haven't seen would like to see how they've done a live action mulan i don't know how mushu uh may come across in that film if he is in that film if he isn't if there's like a slip or a little easter egg of mushu i think i've been told that there isn't one but mushu for me is what made the cartoon sad to see that he may not be in this film even as an easter egg i don't know but i'll check it out and see it for myself but yeah, that's my loophole uh, of what I got to enjoy in 2020. It's all the stuff I missed out in the past 30 years, but got to see on one streaming platform. So that, I would say, is my little cheat code there. But you've inspired me there, because in terms of Pixar films, I think with a, so I think Soul's coming out soon, I believe. Yes. I think that might be even dropping on Disney+. Plus. I think when that comes out, around that time, I think me and you, Ori, we should do a little top 10 of our Pixar films, our top oh, 10 Pixar I, movies. Hey, yes, it. yes, definitely I'll be up for that. I definitely have got time for that, 100%. So keep your eyes peeled for this film podcast going forward, because that is sure, surely going to be coming at some stage down the line. But for now, I have been Gareth from What Culture, and you can find me on Twitter at gmorgan04. Where can they find you, Ori? I've been Ori. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Ori, A-U-R-I-E, Styler, S-T-Y-L-A, or one word. Excellent stuff. Be sure to head on over to whatculture.com. Click on all the incredible articles that we've got there. Follow us on Twitter at whatculture. And wherever you find these uh, these podcasts, wherever you're listening now around the world, don't forget to leave a lovely five-star review because Adam Wilborn absolutely loves it. It makes hey. his day when he gets a little <laughs> review like that. In the meantime, have all the fun you can. Go and eat some food, chill out, and you've got some lovely Netflix and other streaming things to watch now. You are welcome. We will see you very, very soon. Take care, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.